Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a short emergency podcast before the actual podcast we recorded previously. Earlier this week, the Cartridge Podcast, episode number 45. The next day after we recorded, there's some major, major breaking news coming out of the golf world. The PGA Tour, the Live Tour, and the DP Tour all have come together in a merger which was predicted just over a year ago by our very own Jake and our very own live correspondent. Jake made it back in time. You are, where, could you tell us where you are right now and what you've heard so far regarding this merger? Yeah, so I actually just got back from the PGA headquarters, and it, I mean, it's very somber here right now, very quiet. No one's really talking. Only one with a smile on his face is Jay Monahan. Um, I'm assuming he's getting a good chunk of change for this, and uh, he's showing no remorse for what he did to the current PGA players who he uh, promoted to enforce the uh, PGA's reputation and kind of disown the guys that went to live. So this is groundbreaking news for us. It's uh, it's it's outstanding. Um, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. Not to you guys, to the people who said it would never happen. But uh, I can't say I'm surprised. I am surprised that it happened this fast. I did not think it would happen this fast, but I'm excited. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, it really is an absolute bombshell for the entire professional golf world. Max, do you have any initial thoughts uh, as we go on? I know we talked about, um, we did record uh, an episode prior to this news breaking, so that will come to you right after this, but we wanted to get a uh, a few initial reactions and put something out there um that way we're just not dropping anything without any regard for uh, probably the biggest news in professional golf history yeah um i'm shocked i like i'm just my brain is melted i did not think that was going to happen all the statements that have been said all the all the comments, all just the continuous piece. I, I never thought that this was just going to happen this week, let alone right before the RBC Canadian Open. So I'm just absolutely floored um, by what's going on. Obviously, we don't have a lot of details, so it's kind of just the initial news break. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting, obviously, as our data analytics guy. I'm just kind of sitting back waiting, trying to gather all the information. So I know we'll talk about it more in our next episode after this one. But uh emotional reaction is just what the heck is going on i mean they only broke it to one media outlet too which is just it just feels crazy absolutely mind-blowing right was it uh cnbc right that's correct yeah and then it came out on twitter um twitter was was blowing up there's some uh some heat uh, as far as pga golfers and analysts kind of firing off different things uh, a lot geared toward uh, our boy Brandel Chamblay. Jake, how do you feel about him? And, I hate uh, that guy. We know you hate him. How do you feel about uh, like now? Now looking back, what do you think? What do you think he's going? What do you think is going through his mind? 
Uh, you know, I, I picture that scene from uh, Step Brothers when Derek's trying to sell the parents' house and Brennan and Dale keep messing it up on purpose and Brennan's out for, outside cutting the front lawn. I picture uh, all the live guys walking by Brandel going, eat, eat shit, Brandel. You know, like when he's like, eat shit, Derek. Brandel was very outspoken about it. Talked very poorly about the players who went made in my opinion wild accusations that these guys are supporting blood money and all this other stuff stuff that i thought should have been left out i think i mean deep down he probably still stands by what he said but i think what he's probably feeling right now is probably a lot of stress and annoyance because he's getting blown up on instagram and twitter with comments people tagging him i even tagged him at one point that guy uh He's not going to hear the end of it for a while just for the way that he went about it. In my opinion, I, um, I, I mean, I give him credit. I'm sure he stands by what he says and all that other stuff, but this is, uh, this has got to be a rough go. I love the Brooks Kepka tweet, the wellness check. <laughs> that was probably the best one that I've seen. That was great. I almost Joel feel this tweet was pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I almost feel like he he's got to feel one of the most betrayed too because he was so outspoken for PGA and he was one of their biggest supporters and why we shouldn't support Liv and why Liv shouldn't be allowed and then this this goes and happens right behind the scenes. It's uh I mean we've all had those moments where we put our foot in our mouth but he was really outspoken and he's on a huge stage, a lot of money involved. I just it's got to be. It's got to be tough for him right now. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's. Uh, like you said, he definitely stands by what he says. But yeah, he his world is uh, turned upside down for sure. And I, I don't think he'll. I don't think his opinion will change. It'll be interesting to see how things play out, uh, as far as you know, different things people have said about each tour, and uh, the little shots of, that have been taken throughout this past year. But, I mean, overall initial reaction is, I mean, it's huge news, obviously. Probably some of the biggest news ever to come out of professional golf. Um, I mean, all those guys that went to live and, and now are back in some capacity with the PGA, I mean, they look like geniuses. They're, they're making millions and millions of, of more dollars than the guys that did stay loyal to the PGA and did believe what Monaghan was saying. However, the last 24 hours, I mean, as a PGA golfer, it's that's that's got to be sickening. You you had all this money. I mean, Tiger 800 million, Hideki what 300 million or 400 million. I mean, just the list goes on with these high numbers, and it's like I couldn't imagine passing up that to stay true to like the PGA and everything and what they're saying. And now it's like a year later, which is pretty quick. Be like, Oh yeah, we're, we're going to make a deal with these guys and be under the same umbrella. So in, in that regard, that's, that's crazy. I, I agree. I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I give credit to the guys who stuck with PGA. I did not like the guys that were talking heavy shit to all the other guys that left. And I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse with why, I don't like why they did that, and I just thought it was silly. But, I mean, you stood by your commissioner. You did all this just to find out 
he's already in bed with the next group and now they're merging. It's kind of like, well, why did I stay loyal? I, I got to feel, I mean, Tiger, I'm sure Tiger doesn't care. I'm sure it doesn't affect him. I mean, financially, 800 million is nice, but I mean, he's got the biggest <laughs> yeah. goal. 800, 800 million is not bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't it's, mind, you know, it, it is what it, it is what it is. Tiger, Tiger's up there with Michael Jordan as far as branding goes, though. So that's the reason I say that. Like, he's one of the most bought golf brands. He's got to be um, one of the biggest names in golf of all time. He's not hurting financially at all. I mean, let's be realistic. Most of these big-name guys are not hurting financially unless they're really bad with their money. They are still making good money. But guys like Hideki, like you said, I mean, you missed an opportunity to make 300 to $400 million. Um, Will Zalatoris. Justin Thomas, Rory, I don't even know if they offered Rory anything or what they did. Um, he's another outspoken guy, but um, he's done well for himself. So uh, to me, it's got to be the guys that, yeah, they've had successful careers, but they also could have left, made a massive amount of money instead of making a couple million. I mean, more than a couple million a year with endorsements, but I don't know. It's I just look at it, look at it on a smaller scale. It'd be same thing as us turning down a job opportunity to stay loyal to one place who says, you know, we're going to take care of you in the future, prestige and everything. And then that company merges with the next one. And we passed up on an opportunity to get contract work and what triple our income. I think for me, it, it makes you wonder how poorly run is the PGA. Because the reason why this is happening is because of the litigation. I mean, you're not going to be able to drag out litigation with an investment fund that has $650 billion. You're just going to lose. They're just going to drain you out. And I think that's why Monaghan made the decision. I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. Uh, it makes you wonder how poorly run is the PGA that they have all of this money that came out their live of you have to pay if you want to do any kind of golf event outside of the PGA. You got to pay us for that. You're, we're doing barely any money in comparison to our competitor as far as payouts for um, for championships. And then when the live came, they said, OK, we're going to restructure. We'll give you guys some more money now um, and we'll make it a bigger payout and give more people money. Like makes you wonder how poorly run has Jay Monahan run the PGA Tour that we had to make this decision so quickly within within a year and a half of having one competitor yeah, I, I agree with that sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead go for it well no i was gonna say max and you just reminded me too because i told brad the same thing earlier i agree with you how poorly is it run to where you can't allocate funds and you're punishing players for playing outside tournaments things like that and my opinion I think that maybe the live affected PGA more than what they actually were telling us because they were telling us, oh, they're struggling. Look at their TV coverage, everything else, which was rough. I'm not going to say it wasn't, but they had to also be taking a financial hit. And I wonder if viewership was affected or anything and they weren't telling us things like that that helps drive revenue for them. I wonder if that was affected even more than what we know. And that's why this had to take place for them. Otherwise, maybe things projected into the future for the PGA financially, we're looking more and more rough as time goes on. If live continues to do what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it just seems that everything the PGA was doing was just, it was a bluff and Norman and all the other guys, uh, all the golfers, all the guys that run live, they called the bluff and 
it happened sooner than we thought. So, I mean, overall, I think it's, as far as golf, I think it's awesome for the game. You're going to have all these guys back. It, we don't know how or when or, or in what capacity, but uh, just by going off the PGA Championship, all those guys, majority of the live guys were playing again. It was a lot more fun to watch, a lot better quality of golf, in my opinion. Just it was more, it was more exciting. You knew, you knew it was going to be a lot more competitive with those guys in there. And at the end of the day, uh, I, I, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I, Monahan sold out, and it, it turns out he. <laughs> he wasn't offered the money initially to do something and now it looks like he is and who knows what the amount was, how much he's getting from it. But I think that's, we, we said it, we, we said it a lot before when this all was coming together and throughout the past year, it's, it's, it's the money thing. It really is. You're crazy to turn down the amount of money that they're offering people, which PGA golfers did and it's coming back to bite them in a financial sense. I agree. And then I think that's the hardest part about the whole Monaghan thing. Uh, He sold out the most. And I think the reason it falls even harder on him is because of everything he said and did promoted the league, talked about live like it wasn't going to last made, you know, rough comments against it. I, we're not getting into all those because our own opinions don't really matter on that, but it's falling really hard when you sell out and it affects everybody else around you, as opposed to maybe a player selling out to go to another league that doesn't really affect the other players that stayed. It's uh, it, it's going to have a big impact. And I, I wonder how long this is going to last. And I wonder if he'll ever be able to live it down. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, there's still a ton more unanswered questions. I know Rory had the press conference and, I I watched the the clip of it and I mean he said he he didn't seem upset um like really pissed about it. He did say it was good for the game. It's going to make the game I guess financially stable <laughs> for for the long run. So he was trying to I guess look at it from that sense. So I mean looking at it from that angle, I think it's it's a great thing. I know people are going to talk about the whole moral thing and, and everything like that, but I mean, at the end of the day, it, again, it's 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 money and what what they think is best for the game. So if, I don't really, I don't really. Uh, I mean, we all know the the history of Saudi Arabia and everything like that, and human rights and everything. I I don't know enough about it to make a <laughs> a further comment. So I'll. Uh, yeah, just as far as the game goes, I, I I think it's great. Yeah, I think you take the emotional response out of it. It gets rid of the litigation. We get all the best players of golf back. It's what they originally wanted in the first place, but the outlive in the sense of reforming player conditions and likeness and um, stronger financial backing. I mean, they're $1.59 billion organization, and they can't run it very well. So hopefully Jay Monahan is out of there, and someone new that knows how to handle money can come in and reform the PGA, and we have a very strong competitive league uh, for many years to come. So um, I'm just happy we're going to have the best 
guys in golf competing now and not have the whole political league. Are you from Live? Are you from PGA? In there anymore? It's going to be the best of the best competing with each other. Yeah, and then the DP tour as well. Yeah, is in there we always. I mean, we always forget that. But yeah, they're part. I mean, yeah, they are. It's huge. Um, but yeah, I know. Like we said, there's more. Obviously, there'll be more details. We'll cover it on the following podcast uh, as it comes out, and I'm sure you know months and months down the road things will come out, but. Uh, I'm just interested to see how, how if if the events will change, how the formats will be, if things will be, the, if tournaments will be the same, if they'll do like a mix or or something like that. That's I'm curious about that. I'm also curious if there's any other like compensation for these PGA guys uh, in the deal for missing out on all that money. Um, I'm really interested to see that, just because, I mean that's a that's a real kick in the pants, <laughs> not taking that uh, when you had it. And then a year later, you're all one thing, essentially. I don't even know if the PGA is able to compensate them or I'm, I don't even know if they will because they're still considered a separate entity. I saw that. Mm-hmm. There's still two separate entities. But when they say merging, I, I mean... I'm assuming it's going to be joint events. These guys aren't going to be left out anymore and PGA players can go to live tournaments and live players can go to PGA tournaments, but I don't, I don't think they're going to see any compensation. I really don't. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. But, uh, any other closing remarks before we get this, uh, end this one and get the listeners into episode number 45. I'm going to call it right now. We are going to see a Ryder Cup type event between Liv and PGA. That's what I think is going to be the first big tournament that they're going to announce. That's a hot take right there. Kartring's hot take. <laughs> yeah, don't forget Don't forget who called that merger too. We got it on the books. Your boy. Good Everything I said came true. TV deal wasn't the best TV deal, let's be honest, but they got a TV deal. And uh, I, yeah. I always felt there was going to be a merger, but I did not think it was going to happen this fast. So Yeah, your phone must have been, uh, been blowing up with you know, reporters trying to get you to comment on uh, your prediction from that well, blog post a year ago. I can't do I mean, it's nuts. I have 20 interview requests. I mean, it's just, I don't know, 60 yeah, minutes you're called. You're going to have to... You're going to have to forward everything to Kartring's PR team to vet it and make sure it's legitimate. I'm just going to start going just, on an interview tier and just go to just, everything. I don't know about that. Get the PR team involved, all right? All right. Pick God's bag. The prediction <laughs> God. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. More to come on the PGA Live and DP Tour, DP Tour merger. Uh, down the road in the coming months, coming weeks. But we're going to throw you right into podcast number 45. And we are rolling for another week of the Car Trinks podcast, number 45 to be exact. A very full podcast, a lot uh, a lot of things to talk about. 
Um, got the original crew back again on a Monday night, if I didn't say that. It's another Monday night here in beautiful uh, Sterling Heights slash St. Clair Shores, Michigan. We have the memorial to talk about. We have the RBC Canadian Open to talk about coming up this weekend. And the gentleman here in front of me, as, as well as myself, played a few uh, golf rounds this weekend. So a lot of golf, a lot of good times, a lot of whatever we're going to talk about. Jake, Max, how are we? Jake started off for us, please. Doing good. Doing good. Beautiful weekend. Got to play two rounds of golf this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, Friday and Saturday. Got some family time in and just putting in some work, getting ready for uh, Card Drinks episode uh, number 45, you said, Brad? That's correct, number 45. Number 45 on a beautiful Monday. Most people don't like Mondays, but uh, us over here at Card Drinks, we love them because uh, we get to do this. How you doing, Max? Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. It was a hot one this weekend. Shout out Liquid IV, keeping me hydrated. But uh, I'm feeling good. I'm ready. Let's jump into it. A lot to talk about. Right on. I'm glad you mentioned Liquid IV. Just a reminder, Liquid IV is sponsored. Car Drinks is sponsored by Liquid <laughs> IV. Excuse me. <laughs> Liquid IV is actually sponsored by Car Drinks. You, know, you never know which, which way it goes. Brad gave all, all IV the Uno reverse card there. Yeah, all we Spons all we know slap that thing down, it'll ruin your whole day. But regardless, all all you need to know is use code card drinks for twenty percent off your order. And we'll touch on that a little bit later. But uh exciting tournament this past weekend in Ohio. The Memorial Tournament. Jack Nicholas in attendance as always watching the final groups come in on 18 as well as a playoff hole between Victor Hovland and Denny McCarthy who missed the cut when I picked him so shout out Denny McCarthy for coming back and not helping me whatsoever any initial thoughts on the memorial tournament fellas any uh analysis of your picks from last week um i i think i burned john rom here uh on this one on a on a t16 finish but uh did want to give a a little shout out to the guy that we talked about adam scott t9 what a legend never, i would never think of the day where you would shout out adam scott yeah i was gonna say I'm going to have to rewind some of the old tapes and see what you said about him. Now you're going to shout him out. It's crazy. Hey, we did say sleeper long donor. shot pick. He's a donor Adam for Scott could be in the hunt. He's a donor. He was he is playing well this year. I'll give him that. I don't I don't like him. I know Max you have something against him, but maybe not anymore. I like him. You didn't. No, I liked him. I just didn't think we uh, were going to pick him in a couple of the tournaments a couple of years back, which was smart cuz we ended up winning money on that season. But uh, I don't like I the part I don't like don't about know. him is that damn putter, man. That's cheating. <laughs> He's got the hybrid belly putter. Yeah, yeah a lot of and, a lot of guys have that. Yeah, but like he's they they made that rule like you can't have it actually like touch your body. I think it is right. Yeah, 
Yeah, if you watch some of those putts, he's he's touching his body. Hmm. I don't even get why they're a thing. I've tried one one. T- I mean, I guess I can't say that because I only tried it one time, but I didn't like it. I don't know why all these guys like it. <laughs> it's too much. Well, you might put you might put better with it. You might have to buy one. It's like the best part of my game. I ain't changing nothing there. What if we did a round with belly putters? Bellies only. Yeah. Be interesting. I'd do it. I'd do it. Uh, We're still gonna use all my dad's old wooden drivers too. <laughs> that would be like an immaculate outing. On one hole, wood wood clubs only with the belly putter. Hitting one right off the screws. I was going to say, it'd be like going back to the old aluminum baseball bats when you used to shoot all the way up your forearms. You could feel your bones cracking. That's what it felt like. You get electrocuted. That's what it's going to feel like. <laughs> Vibrates all through your body. Well, it does. It was miserable. Oh, um, keeping up with the Kims, because we always love keeping up with the Kims. Great job, Siwoo Kim, for fourth yeah. place. Yeah, it's a good... uh. It's a good segue because I was going to touch on Siwoo Kim as well. I did pick him in a different pool. Oh, and he you was, did? Yeah, he was in really good shape. I was the only one who picked him, so I was on a good road. I thought he was going to take it, but kind of fell apart towards the uh, that the, the last round overall. He was in a good spot. Um, but a lot of guys, kind of the similar thing. A lot of them didn't shoot very well, which allowed the winner – uh, Victor Hovland to sneak in there and take first place on one playoff hole over Denny McCarthy. Talk about a did crumble job. Get, uh, did you still get big points for that, though? Because you were the only one who picked them. Um, I got a little less than a million to add to my total because okay. he bogeyed like the last couple holes or he had a lot of bogeys on the back nine. Uh-huh. But he, yeah, if he was if he finished tied for third i would have got a little bit more but yeah it was a little disappointing i thought he would have had it i uh, i was looking forward to watching him play a little bit while i was down there as well i did i did see him i did see siwoo and he looked good but you know sometimes she goes sometimes she doesn't that's the way she goes at least you got to see him for a little bit yeah, belly putter and all. It'd be weird to go down there and not keep up with the Kims for a little bit after our whole series. Bray can't keep up with them. They walk like you. They sprint down the fairway. <laughs> you better watch out, man. That's yeah, probably even... why. Pace of play was trash, and that's why he only came in fourth. <laughs> I, think he was, I think he was the only Kim to make the cut, if I'm not mistaken. I think um, our I think our ghost rider... Um, I think there was another one that did make it the wild card yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh seung hyun kim mm. okay but tom kim tom kim was cut yeah he played horrible horribly so i was able to keep up with the kims somewhat keep up with <clears throat> siwoo kim at least a lot of sprinting <laughs> yeah he's trying to play as fast as possible yeah, how was it overall? What was your favorite part of the whole thing? Walk us through the experience. Walk you through. Including the hotel continental breakfast. I want to know how that was. Because <laughs> this is this is your second time. Last year when we talked about this, we said, hey, 
cart drinks. Let us know if you've been to one. What are some of the things to look for? So you're kind of like the expert here now, having gone to two of them. The same one twice now. Walk us through the experience, what you liked, what you didn't, and maybe some tips for someone else that's maybe going to uh, maybe Canadian Open. Okay, so I'll start from the top. We left on Friday night, Friday evening slash Friday night for Ohio. Stayed at a Quality Inn. Quality Inn Hotel. Quality Quality Inn and Suites. I don't know if there's a Suites anymore. But it was Quality Inn. Um, I would say it's a little bit nicer than the Quality Inn we stayed last year. We stayed a little farther out. Um, it was cheaper. And it looked like it was a little bit better. Um, Continental Breakfast was... I mean, it was okay. It's It was literally just a run-of-the-mill breakfast that you would get at a hotel those powdered eggs and burnt bacon huh no they didn't even have that they had a just a waffle maker yes but they did have regular mix and apple cinnamon so i'll give them props for the apple cinnamon oh boy i I ripped one of those how's the coffee oh i'm gonna get to that real quick my bad my bad Um, bad. the other thing they had was uh like the jimmy dean breakfast sandwiches were which actually weren't bad at all I'm not going to lie. Were they preheated or do you have to heat them up yourself? No, I put them in the microwave. I mean, it tasted, honestly, it was better than those shitty eggs that they usually give you that are all like runny and like powdery. (laughs) So. As best as the eggs. Yeah, basically. That's what makes them taste so good. So I had that, had a little bit of yogurt. And going back to Jake, your question about the coffee. I'm not exaggerating. This is some of the absolute worst coffee I've ever had in my life. I could see that though. Wow. I, just not just quality. Horrible. horrible. Just, was it just watery? Like not what you know what I mean? Like there's no punch to, there's no pack of punch to the coffee at all. You know when people say they call coffee different names like um like mud water or like sledge? Yeah. That's that's what it was. In this case, like just it call tasted it like shit. It tasted like it was burnt, so that wasn't good. It came out. It came out of one of those machines that you just press the button, like in like the factory. You just put the cup under there and press the button. And it comes oh, out. It's worse than a Keurig. Yeah. So you know, it was just like the powdery mix with water. I tried. I hit the medium button at first. I'm like, this tastes like shit. Dump <laughs> that out. I'm just. All right. I was like, I'm just gonna go for the regular light roast this time. See if it's a little different. Maybe the mix is off. No, it was just as bad. So, not a great start to the coffee day. Um, that's where it started, and that's where it ended. I had a couple sips, couldn't do it anymore. Had to dump it out. So, you know, wasn't bad with the breakfast, but then the coffee. I, I was I was looking forward to the coffee because I don't know something about being in hotels and eating the breakfast and then you know relaxing for a minute, having your coffee. Yeah, yeah a little disappointed. Get to sit at the table, chop it up a little bit, drink a oh. cup of coffee. It's like going to a diner. You want to eat like you're going to get a cu- good cup of coffee out of that pot that they haven't oh. cleaned in eight years, but it, <laughs> it's so good. You look forward keep, to things like that. They keep refilling it. Every time you take one sip, someone's coming around automatically. You need a warm up. Like, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. Like, like, shit, it's, 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 it's,
it's the best deal in town. Dollar for a coffee, and they keep refilling. They keep topping you off after every sip. Yeah, they're. I don't wonder what their plumbing bills like. You know that goes in the morning, but that's uh, it's disappointing. That yeah. really is disappointing. A bad cup of coffee can ruin your whole breakfast. Yeah, it was a little bit of downer, but I mean, we were going to a golf tournament, so I couldn't be that mad. I like that. I respect that. One other thing to note about the breakfast: there was a couple there, um, and this lady was just she was just fully, fully in her phone the whole time, and the volume was up to three hundred on it. And she was on Facebook. And you know, when on Facebook, you have the volume on, you click like like, and it goes. I heard, I literally heard that every five seconds. She was hammering the like button on Facebook, full volume, no regard for anybody else sitting in there. What could you like that fast that many times? She was ripping the like button, (laughs) let me tell you. It's absolutely ripping it. (laughs) Like, geez, man. She's probably on a Facebook date for the memorial trying to swipe on golfers. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm I'm addicted to my phone, but I, you know, you got to have a little bit of etiquette when it comes to turn, just turn your volume off. I don't care what you do with your phone. Turn your volume off. No, that's fair. That's the same same thing. People talk with the on speakerphone in public. <laughs> yeah. Like when we were getting our car in Florida, Enterprise rent a car. This lady's phone was so and she's having a full conversation. The guy's talking about like Virgo signs and stuff while the guy at the counter is trying to tell her about her car that she's about to rent. It's some random guy. It wasn't even a recording. It's people who talk on speakerphone and don't turn down their volume. It's a rough start to the morning, though, Brad. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't know what the people just done. No, no regard for anybody else. It's like just have a little respect. No one wants to hear your conversation. No one wants to see, you know, no one wants to know you're liking all this stuff. You know, it's probably something like, oh, puppy dog, uh, run around the yacht through the sprinkler. Like that shit. Something stupid like that, you know. It's a picture of my grandson on his first Halloween. Let's see how many likes we can get him. <laughs> God, she must have had the the record for likes that day. And she, uh, she maxed it out, at least in the general area of Columbus, Ohio. She's getting that. She's getting those badges. Zuckerberg was handing out badges her left and right. <laughs> Yeah, top top rated fan or something like that. <laughs> Add this badge to your profile now. Exactly. <laughs> He's got ranked number one follower for puppy dogs and sweaters. You know, that's probably what it was or something. She lived just lives for that. Absolutely lives for getting those Facebook badges. Man. Anyway, getting back to the actual tournament. Uh getting there, you go park downtown Dublin with the parking pass and they bus you at, to the course, which is a lot like the Rocket Mortgage too, you can get bust, but I'm assuming it's like other tournaments. But take the bus there, everything's good. Um, walk in on the 16th tee box. We were there about nine o'clock, so the first groups haven't come through yet. So we just go up, go up to the clubhouse, beautiful clubhouse, um, like just huge, old style looking, huge clock on it. If you haven't if you haven't seen the Muirfield Village Clubhouse, uh, Google a picture. I might have posted a picture of it last year on on our page, but it's just massive. Like there's like balconies overlooking 18th green and like the first tee box, 10th tee box. 
the range is on the other side. But it's really nice. It's a it's a really nice course. Um, be sweet if I was. If we're lucky enough to play there one day, it'd be sick. Breaking ninety there. Oh, good luck. That's a it's a tough course, man. Just it's all like hilly and stuff too. But no, we got um got there, walked around by the clubhouse for a bit, saw a couple guys tee off. We saw Cooch was making the turn, so we saw him tee off, which was cool. I wasn't expecting to see him that early. Didn't see Scotty. He was off pretty early. Didn't see him throughout the day. But we were we were we went and stood by the range a little bit and we saw a couple guys, no nobody like huge. We saw Emiliano Grillo, Garrick Higo, and uh, Taylor Montgomery was out there for a while, cranking drives. So that was cool. Um, Xander walked by us, saw him, saw a lot of guys. We were on the range for a bit, then went kind of on the putting green, watched a couple of guys tee off. We walked the whole front nine. Um, not much of the back. It was really hot. It was a hot day. Max, you know, you're at the Grand Prix or not. Yeah, the Grand Prix. So yeah, that was, that was kind of the major highlights. I mean, we saw the other big thing is we posted up on hole 10, uh, by the green as the last couple groups were coming through just to see like the leaders come through so that was cool saw rory saw siwoo saw hideki um we saw rom come through so it was cool i mean we got to see pretty much every golfer throughout the day um whether we were walking some of the some of the course or just sitting at 10 so that was cool was there any um backyard parties going on any ts still this time yeah, you know, there were parties going on, but I didn't really um, notice notice any DJs or anything out there like Steve Aoki, like Max saw. Dang. So I really was thinking about trying to just walk into one and grab some waters because it was hot as shit. And I was sick of paying for waters out there. It was honestly so hot that I, I didn't even get a drink, as, as bad as it sounds. What? I, no man, like it was. Yeah, it, we were in the sun a lot. Walking, we probably walked like five miles all day. It just didn't. It didn't sound good. Just need water. I had a headache after a while. That was that was the big thing. Just it was fun to go, but I wouldn't recommend going and hang, and walking around a golf course when it's ninety. Yeah, that that Saturday was tough, man. Just 90 degrees when I was down at the Grand Prix in, in Detroit. At least we had a little bit of a breeze coming off the river. But like once you got on the other side of the, the run center, no breeze. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine like if you're standing in like that crowd trying to walk to one of the greens or, or just kind of sitting around waiting yet like the grandstands there, probably no breeze. You're probably just baking out there in the sun. Yeah, we were for majority of the day. <clears throat> what I would do next time if it was that hot, I would bring like a little chair and just pick a spot under like some shade and just hang out by like a green or something and just see a bunch of guys come through. 
just because I've been there a couple times. So like kind of seen the course already and everything. So I think that would have been a better move, but it was still cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, one thing when we were walking back from the range, <laughs> we were, there's it, you go under like the clubhouse. It's hard to explain, but like we're walking and then there's some stairs. I see this, I see a golfer coming down. And you know that little that little logo that like Siwoo has on his hat, that like colored colorful thing. There's yeah. like a couple guys that have that like on their bag too. <laughs> Max, you're gonna <laughs> you guys are gonna laugh. We're walking down. I look to my right. He's walking down. I see the bag with the little like logo thing on it. I'm like, oh man, there's Siwoo Kim right there. Siwoo Kim. And they're walking past him. I'm looking. I'm like, oh shit, that's not Siwoo Kim. That it's it's Ben on. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Good thing you didn't say, hey Siwoo. <laughs> I was walking by like, oh damn, it's the wrong Asian guy. That is not not the right one. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself too. I'm like, oh, it's Siwoo. Damn, he's he's kind of out early. He's in tee off till like probably, probably like two hours. <laughs> Look what you say. Well, look who decided to show up. Like saying that as you walk by. At least you didn't ask for a picture. Be like, hey, thank you, Siwoo. And the guy'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, he wouldn't understood what I was saying. Like, who the hell? Yeah, getting pissed at me. The hell is Siwoo? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I'm mistaken. I, I took uh, Ben on for Siwoo Kim mistakenly. Can't blame me, though. Come on. Same bag. I'm not gonna lie, I don't even know who Ben on is, but I just think it's funny. Seems like Hey, in your end, defense, both Korean. So See, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad you said that. Because they both look the same a little bit. It's the same ethnicity. It's nothing wrong with that. And they have the same bag. They <clears throat> the white they do they do look very similar. Um Thank you. And the the CJ hat or whatever with the little clover. That yeah. they both wear. It's it's the exact same. Yeah, and it's the they, same bag. They, yeah. Yo, they literally have the same sponsors. BB Go yeah. is on their chest. Yeah, dude, you're fine. That's an honest Thank you. mistake. Thank you for clarifying that for the people and Jake. Well, I, I agreed with you. I just said I don't know who the hell Ben yeah, on is. <laughs> I just know they look the same. That's all I know. <laughs> ben on phonics. Huh? That's what we'll call them. <laughs> ben on? How do you spell Ben on? It's well, his name's uh, like Ben Hyung or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's Byun Hanan. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to tell me how to spell that. That's why it's just called like Byun, Ben B-E-N, and Byung-sung? then A N. Yeah, it's B Y E O N G. B Y E O N G. Byung Sun. No, you're you're still off there, but close enough. Google will get that for you. Oh, dude, that's Siwoo Kim. <laughs> nope, it's not. It's not. Brad, I was trying to back you up. Yeah, no shit, it's not. I know it's Bengi Wuhanga, but the point is I was trying to say <laughs> they look like each yeah. other. All right, let, might want to get off the, the Ben. Just call him Ben An, B-E-N-A-N. It's, it's, it's Byung like, Hun An. It's like Tom Kim. His name's not Tom. I'm pronouncing his name how it's spelled on here. Say it again. Byung Hun An. Okay. The uh, first time he said it was definitely off. 
Yeah, yeah, because I said it fast. It's like saying Peter. Because you have me on here doesn't mean you just get to say what you want. (laughs) No, what do you mean? Say what I want? I messed up the first time, and then I said his name. Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Anyways, he's the same. So that's that's why I said it looks like Siwoo Kim Bray. That's why I said that. I didn't say anything wrong. Do they look alike? Yeah, they look very similar. Very similar. Well, that's why Jake said Siwoo Kim. Yeah. They look like each other. I'm not sure why. See, this, that's why I can't do this shit. You guys always paint me in a light. I'm just figuring out what you're trying to say. But yeah. I said Byung Hanan like- looks like Siwoo Kim. And I just said his name right. So I don't want to hear Max. Well, I don't know. You can't say that because I'm on here, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sound like Charles Barkley. I don't think he ever said that. Yeah, he did. He said, you can't get away with that just because I'm on here. Oh, my God, dude. They look just like each other, Max. I was right. Don't even try and give me shit. They look just but like each already, other. That's I what Max said, said. 10 minutes ago. The young son does kind of have a crossed eye, though, so that's the only way you can tell him <laughs> apart. I don't think he uses a belly putter either. Maybe he does. No, very, very, Brad, very, very easy to do that. I can see how you did that. No, they do look very similar. All jokes aside. Let's get a side-by-side and post it. <laughs> Just so everybody can see. Yeah, they they, they look keep, the same and they get the same sponsors. Keeping up with the B-Youngs. <laughs> B-Youngs. Yeah, I mean, wrapping up the memorial, it was, I mean, always a great time. I always enjoy going to the PGA events. They're fun. They're different than a regular sports event. It's just kind of chill and relax and just see, you know, guys playing really good golf. So it's good. If you're a golfer, I would recommend it. If you haven't been to one, I would recommend a PGA event. Um, the closest one would be Rocket Mortgage. But if you can get somewhere else and like a like the Memorial, that'd be a good one too. It's not too far. It's about a three-hour drive. So I'd recommend that one too. But obviously there's too many to count, too many really nice golf courses to go to. The only other thing to add was I know Muirfield is, you might have asked me last year, Max, but they're known for the milkshakes there. Yes. And I saw them on TV. I think they got one, Jim Nance and his other guy was like drinking one the one day. And we were talking about it. And I remember last year we didn't see any of them. They weren't selling them at, at concessions or anything. So we were trying to figure out this year, maybe we can try to get one. Or if maybe it's like in the clubhouse or something or whatever. But unfortunately, we came to find out that you have to have like a special pass to get up in the clubhouse to where they were serving the milkshakes. Dang. So unfortunately, we couldn't get one. But it would have tasted really nice on Saturday, let me tell you. <laughs> So, I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe next year we can try to sneak in, uh, sneak up to the clubhouse and try to find one of them milkshakes because they're supposed to be the best. I'll yeah, tell you what, it. you guys, uh, you and Jake have a chance to really get a good discount. Not on the milkshake, but um, to get out to play around. Uh, if you want to be an intermediate one uh, where you can go out and play, it's a membership. And 24 to 29 years old, be $870 for the membership or $1420 for the annual pass. 
maybe that'll get you in for oh. uh, for a milkshake. Once you start uh, degrading and and going downhill in age, so thirty to thirty five years, which is where I'm at. I'm an intermediate two, and my price jumps up by like four hundred bucks. So damn, you'll have I'm to just older. sneak one of those milkshakes out for me. Whatever happened yeah. to the senior discount? Yeah, you're on your last leg, huh? Sucks. Why would they do that? That doesn't make any sense. That's not even old. <laughs> What's the junior rate? I could probably pose like a 16-year-old. That's all I got. If we shave his goatee, you probably could. Honestly could. Dude, there was umpires this year that thought I was like on the team. <laughs> I you have a mustache and long like, hair. What are, you, what are you doing out here? I'm like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I thought you'd be on the field. I'm like, yeah, maybe about like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and I thought you were too old to be out here. Now, why don't you tell me, though? Why don't you give me the rundown of how things are going to go today so we can get started? <laughs> I got you. Uh, junior, 370 bucks annual. That'd be crazy if we get if we made that happen somehow. Max, this isn't even an insult, but you're the oldest one here, but you also look the youngest. You might be able to pull that off. I, I could probably pull off the Tyro slash Cadet eight to twelve years, <laughs> eight to twelve years. It's going lower and lower. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he's eight to twelve years old. Yeah, that would be nuts. We should try that just one time. You imagine that. Imagine the stories we could tell our kids. Yeah, imagine getting caught though, like a huge news story. Thirty-year-old man pulls a twelve-year-old. Just say he like he's. <laughs> He's delusional. He doesn't know what he's doing. Thirty busted trying to pay the eight to twelve year old cadet pass. All you have to do is lie and say, "Yeah, we noticed he was losing it a while ago, but then he told us to take him down here. He needed this to get away, and then he just got us here and he did this." And, and then when they come to arrest you, make start eating a crayon or something and acting like you're crazy. And then at most, at most, you'll get two weeks. That's it. Yeah, they're like, that happened. I'm going to pretend I don't know English. They're interviewing us. Yeah, we have uh, Max McCade's business associates here. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about what happened out there? Are you posing as a 12-year-old? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. We just came down here. He said he needed to come down let off some steam. Um, I don't know. Stopped at the clubhouse. We're going to grab a couple drinks. Next thing I know, he's wrestling with a security guard because they found out he wasn't eight years old. But, yeah, anyway, the tournament's been great. A little hot out there. A little bummed we couldn't get milkshakes, but... Yeah, so I guess Mac's going to have to stay overnight. I don't know what me and Brad are going to do. Probably finish out the day and, uh, I don't know, head back. But, yeah, we'll get it all figured out. Honestly, we were hoping that eight-year-old was going to be able to get us some milkshakes. Max is really good at talking to people. He'll do fine in jail. <laughs> Did you guys know about this the whole way? Like, scratching your head like... Yeah, can't say we did. Honestly, how about that great fifteen though? Did you see that? Look, those bunkers on the left there. I mean, they eating the players up, like trying to change the subject immediately. (laughs) That pin placement placement today was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what were you saying about this. I what? I don't know. The greens always this fast. I just feel like we got out here, and no sooner than that, they're rolling them out and everything. Now everything's rolling right off the green. You can't even putt. Can't even putt. <laughs> yeah, but Max will be just fine. We're going to get him in the morning anyway. Me and Brad got to head back, like walking back together with drinks in our hands. Yeah, we're going to head back, though. We want to catch the end of the round. So take care, fellas. Like doing the salute. 
Hey, the way that we're uh, we're going with with cart drinks, uh, maybe next year we'll have that corporate membership. Be out there on the course. We could. You never know. Then we don't need to use me to get that cadet membership. You could still might twelve. You couldn't go eight. Might have to put that in our back pocket. Let's Come let on, bud. All all else fails. You're getting on the like the kids drive chip and pot contest. Jake's carrying the pull, leash. Pull up to the clubhouse. Pull up, pull up to the clubhouse, and like they opening the back door, getting Max out of a car seat so we can really sell it. Come on, bud. <laughs> Put my little monkey backpack with the leash on. Come on, Jeez. come on, Max. Max, like pulling the leash really hard. What did I say? God, we'll have to work on that. Uh, the picks this week. Everybody gained a point at least. Jake, do you have the recap of the points and the picks? Yes, we are going to go back to it right now. Scoreboard. So Memorial Tournament, in my opinion, one of the best finishes of the year. Uh, I know I didn't get to watch the playoff, but it was neck and neck a lot. I will say, even though Max got a point, I will say he might have been the fate of the week because he burnt John Rahm, and John Rahm finished tied for 16th. And that's not even an insult because that, is not Max's fault. I was afraid Max was going to go on a tear this week because John Rahm's been so consistent. But I that's going to be my pick for fate of the week is John Rahm with Max. I so, have to agree with you, man. It was a bummer. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't no, I was actually I was upset for you. I was like, ah, John, like, and then looking at the scoreboard. But um, while you're fist pumping at the same time, <laughs> I honestly was. I was like, John. Um, so. <laughs> All right, so I picked Matthew Fitzpatrick. He finished tied for ninth at two under. I got two points because I finished the best by sponsoring him. Brad, uh, you <laughs> you uh, picked <laughs> Patrick Cantlay, who tied for thirtieth at two over. Brad oh. got one. Brad got one point. Max, uh, you got one point, but you faded the hell out because John Rom tied for sixteenth uh, at even, and the guest got one point. Uh, tied with John Rahm, Sam Burns tied for 16th at even. So updated leaderboard, Brad now has 24 points. Max has 18. Jake has 17. And the guest has 16. Still a big lead, huh? Pick God's bag. Yeah, still a big lead, huh? I'd like to talk shit, but I still have to like, earn seven points to even. <laughs> That's crazy. And I was laughing. I was also thinking at the tournament when someone was like not playing well or missed the putt. I'm like, oh, see you. <laughs> Come on, John. Like a bad shot. Oh, he can hear you in the background too. Like, <laughs> I think I actually said that when Denny McCarthy missed his par putt on, oh. eight, on the playoff in 18. It's like, ah, Denny, Denny, it was right there. You were said it was right there. All you had to do was put it close. You were running four feet past the hole. Oh, man. That was a, yeah, that, that was a hell of a finish, though. I actually did. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep talking over you. No, I'm just saying. I was I was glad I caught the end. Um it was just cool watching on TV because you were there, so you kind of have an idea of 
of the the course and everything and how they're finishing up. But yeah, Hovland. Everybody, uh, kind of, you know, it was kind of a down day for most people, and then Hovland, uh, kind of snuck in there. He was, he was a couple back, and then yeah, played well, so it was cool. I felt, uh, I really felt bad for Denny McCarthy. Yeah, me too. I thought he was gonna get one. That would have been sweet to see. I honestly, I was rooting for him at the end. I was like, all right, none of our guys really did much. I already got my two points. I was like, all right, Denny, come on, pull it out. But I mean, I like Victor Hovland. Just would have been nice to see uh, Denny McCarthy pull one off. Yeah, Denny. couldn't ask for a better finish. Two great guys. Victor's finding his groove back because he his short game was really, really tough last year. So he was bound to win one. Denny's playing lights mm-hmm. out. Yeah, another thing on Hovland. Time, right? When Denny made a run? What's that? The guest picked uh, McCarthy last time, which was kind of a, a surprise um, at the beginning no, of the season. They picked, uh, I, oh, at the beginning I of the season. Once. I picked him once, but he missed the cut. I feel like they, they might have picked him I don't earlier. Really pick, uh, it might have been one of those tournaments where there wasn't many like big-name guys. I think it was the match play. Oh, he was playing well early this season, though. Um, speaking of Hovland, did you guys see what he was doing? Like he, what he did today? No. Or oh, after. oh, the caddying. Yeah, he went to the amateur qualifying in Columbus and was caddying for his like ex roommate. How cool is that? That's crazy. That's so sick. What a nice guy, like, to even do that. Yeah, like, just winning a PGA tournament and going to help your boy out. Do you see, he's already won $9 million this year throughout his playing. Yeah. yeah. He he wins a tournament. You know he did, probably didn't get that much sleep because he had to be up early the next morning, I'm sure. Flies right well, not in. Not at all. Goes to caddy his boy. That made me like him even more. That's a real friend. What? Why is he squint so much, too, by the way? <laughs> he's uh, he's faded, bro. He's always confused. Yeah. The rumor <laughs> memes say that he smokes smokes weed before he, he gets out he's, there. He's got to, man. <laughs> yes. I think he's just one picture him, One picture of him laying in bed, and his eyes are, like, shut. And it's like, They're all wrong. <laughs> it's <laughs> like that video of uh, it's like that video of Post Malone. He's like, oh, congratulations. Good for you, man. <laughs> he knows his eyes. You can tell he's like really drunk and high. That's what that reminds me of. He's like, congratulations. Oh, that's so cool. Good for you. <laughs> there is the other post. <laughs> I saw it this morning and posted on her story that someone snapped a picture of uh, Hideki flying on Spirit. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. It's crazy. Said, what they say? They like. Oh, he must have been able to afford to zone like, one uh, board. Yeah. <laughs> after tie, after tied for 16th at Memorial, Hideki must have sprung for, for the Group One upgrade on Spirit. <laughs> you know what's funny is actually probably true too. He's like, oh yeah, it's amazing. That's wild, man. Gotta start winning tournaments. You don't have to fly spirit anymore. 
Man, I had to fly Spirit to Florida this year, and I almost shot myself. So I can only imagine what these guys have to go through all these sponsorships, playing in tournaments. Man, dude, I haven't, I haven't had one bad experience on Spirit. It's not, it's not the experience; it's the seats. I'm six four, and the seats oh, don't shit. recline, and my knees slam into the seat in front of me. Their premium package for a drink is a Buzz Ball. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like a dollar at the corner gas station. Yeah, I popped two of those because the guy wouldn't stop staring at me next to me. We got all his kids like spilling a milkshake on my shoulder trying to give it to him. Like, I can't. Oh, I can't. That's why you got to sneak the shooters in. Then you pound them before you get on and then you just sleep the whole flight. Yeah. If you can, um, if you want to upgrade, they have like those big seats. It's like the first class of like spirit. That's actually nice. Those seats are nice. Well, you want to know why? Oh, and they're huge. <laughs> You want to know, I actually never told you about this, but this year um, when we went, I told my dad, I'm like, dad, we're going to need more leg room. He's an inch shorter than me, Max. And he's like, yeah, sure. I was like, let's get the exit road. And it says on the website, it's got more leg room. Well, when we got on the plane, they just wrote exit above a regular window and said it was the exit <laughs> row. I swear to God, I'm not shitting you either. It was just a regular oh, no. seat. Oh, no. <laughs> So they, it was like false advertising because they put us on a smaller plane. And my, my dad the whole time biting his lip, looking over at me from his aisle, pissed off trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I paid 13 extra bucks for this. Yeah, if you have to fly for Spirit, uh, pay for the big seats. It's well worth it if you're going a distance or just want to have more room. Oh, it's great. You get up front, they, give, they basically give you a filet mignon. They'll rub your back. No, I'm not going that far. No, no, it's no. That's no. Delta. Yeah, Delta's top. Spirit, big seats, close second. Not gonna lie, Delta overpriced. Delta is a little bit overpriced, but they have the best experience, and they have the TVs. You can watch like anything. Yeah, all the new movies and stuff. Yeah, I don't really care about that though, because I just sleep on flights anyway. So it's like I don't. Yeah, that's stupid. Who would want to watch movies on a plane? Yeah, what a jackass. Who the fuck you? <laughs> or live TV. What a... Yeah, or live TV. Or you could just read like a nerd. Uh, I watched the World Series when I went to Arizona on the flight. That's state. true. He texted me about it while I was watching it. Well, this guy was talking my ear off. He had, <laughs> he had the World Series on his TV. But he was leaning over and like looking at mine, like in my face. I'm like, dude, you're a really nice guy and you're creeping me out. So I'm gonna make friends with you in case you try to do something stupid and like <laughs> shoot somebody on the plane. So that was my whole goal. I didn't want to like ignore the guy because if he was gonna like stab yeah, somebody, first one dead. Brad's yelling, yeah, "Gee, I, I hope was... there's an air marshal around, like really loud, <laughs> trying to get somebody's attention." <laughs> I was thinking. uh I was thinking about the scene in Billy Madison where he calls the guy he made fun of and then he crosses his name off the list. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. This guy's going to, if that, this guy ever does something, he's going to remember me and, and spare me. You know what makes it even funnier though, Max, is we both know Max or Brad. Brad has the worst patience for certain people at certain times, like worse yeah. than any of us. Oh, so hell like, yeah. You know, pick... <laughs> yeah, I don't I know, imagine. man. You know, at the end, too. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like trying to get the guy to shut up. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, now, like putting his headphones in. Yeah, I kept trying to put my headphones on and it just wouldn't budge. Brad's like, he was, you know what's wild? I just saw that on your screen too. Yeah, I should. <laughs> oh, man. 
You know what's crazy? I I think I'm uh I think I'm gonna go to sleep now. So all right, <laughs> let's, let's call it a night. No, I was towing the line, man. <laughs> he has one eye closed, but the other one's open. <laughs> like watching like this. <laughs> he was a nice guy. He was he was a little crazy, but he did done he did buy me a beer, maybe two. I don't remember. Oh, well, that idea. guy's cool then. Yeah, you can't yeah. be mad at that. Yeah, and then we were. No, I'm not saying I was mad. It was just like a weird situation but he <laughs> yeah we got to talking about like up north and gladwin because he had a place up there and oh dude all, all other stuff, so. no it's fine he's, just, he's gone somewhere now glad i called that guy i kind of want to get as far away from him as possible just in case he just like freaks out because <clears throat> he was he was telling like his life story and like all this he, he was about to tell me about all this shit he's been through. Oh yeah, okay. No, and he's I like, didn't know. And he's like, he's like, you know, just ne- never mind. Never. It's like, it's like, it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. So I was trying to like be nice, and I'm like, like you good man? Like, like trying to like talk to him, but he didn't want to like get into it. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it sounds really harsh because you feel bad because you know deep down he probably just wants somebody to talk to. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> but what also I at the same time you also don't want to open up that can of worms because then it's gonna yeah, be, yeah. So then I slit her throat and I didn't know what to do. So now, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this guy seems just down and out right now. There's like something's going on, and I was just trying to be like, like you said. To someone to like talk to, and I'm just like, oh man, he didn't want to spill the beans, so I was, I didn't, I didn't push it. Yeah, what happened? What happened with your, uh, with your ex-wife? Something like that. It's probably Brandel Chamblay. He's probably bitching about live starting. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fucked up. Don't worry about yeah. it. Brand doesn't realize he's sitting next to him. <laughs> Some podcast is just slamming me last week. Fuck, it's definitely not him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's fucked up. It's not none of your business. You want a beer? <laughs> you want a beer? <laughs> we can't. There's so, there's so much more to it, but yeah. Uh, moving on to back to golf and getting off the plane. Uh, well, getting back on the plane actually back to Toronto for the RBC Canadian Open. Do we have uh, a location for that? Yeah, yeah let me pull it up Toronto. right now. Sorry, I have it right here. Toronto, Oakdale Golf and Country Club. Already beat you to it. There you go. Oh. That's why we hired him. Um, yeah, we got the picks coming up. Sponsored by Liquid IV. Any Anything about the RBC Canadian Open? Not very familiar with it right now. But it looks like uh, Rory's playing. He's the favorite. So it should be a good tournament. Well, why I was confused it with the RBC Heritage. I didn't. I forgot they had a Canadian Open too. Yeah, it's in Toronto. Well, uh, said it's in before, Toronto. <laughs> before we get into uh, Canadian RBC Bro. Canadian Open, um, let's kind of talk about Liquid IV. Uh, Liquid IV is a breakthrough hydration multiplier that helps you hydrate faster and more efficiently than water alone. It's packed with essential nutrients and vitamins, uh, so it's like a hydration superhero in a convenient single-serve packet. Uh, with its cutting-edge cellular transport technology, Liquid IV delivers hydration directly to your bloodstream, helping you feel refreshed and energized in no time. 
say goodbye to that mid-afternoon slump and say hello to increased focus and productivity. Whether you're an athlete, traveler, you're out on the golf course, or you're hanging out at the Detroit Grand Prix, uh, simply looking to improve your overall well-being, Liquid IV is here to quench your thirst. And the best part, it tastes absolutely delicious with flavors like lemon-lime, pina colada, acai berry, and passion fruit. Staying hydrated has never been so enjoyable. Take a look at their website, find the flavor or trial pack that suits your needs. Use code CARTDRINKS for 20% off your entire order when you go to liquidiv.com. Use code CARTDRINKS for 20% off your entire order at liquidiv.com. Oh, thanks, Max. That's going to bring us in actually to our Liquid IV Picks of the Week. And... Jake, formerly known as the Pick God, you have the floor for the number one pick. All right, I'm going to talk. RBC open. Thank you, Brad. Didn't mean to talk over you again. Sorry about that. Um, we're yeah, going team. Right, bro. Just do whatever, do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm co-founder, so gotta gotta put my feet down sometimes. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, legs. <laughs> we're team strawberry lemonade. Which actually I drank uh, drank multiple times on the uh, on the golf course this weekend. So um, we are going with Justin Rose, the Ooh. Englishman. Sorry, one second here. Who did you say again? Who was your pick? Are you talking to me or your phone? Yeah, who was your? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were holding your phone up. I am picking. Oh, I am Justin Rose. You hear that? You got, a couple, you got a couple beeps on that one. The live tour. Take it easy over here with that horn. Who's up next here? Is it me? It's a Max. Well, Jake won, and you're in the lead, so it'll go back to you. But we tied last weekend. Do we want to do a rock, paper, scissors? You're picking Rory, aren't you? No, I can't. Uh, I can't. Oh, okay. It's uh, oh it's your pick because you're first in standings. Stop colluding. Um, so you, you have to make your own picks. Uh, Stop after, That's fine. After someone that wins the round, so yeah, it's up to you. Oh, perfect. Then I'm going to take um, second overall RBC Canadian Open. CFO will select Terrell Hatton. Good pick. Or Tyrell Hatton. I don't know how you say his first name. It's different. Got a win, Got a win out of him earlier this year. Good pick. He is. Currently second in the odds. Jake writes this down. He is plus 1,200. Yes, sir. What's Justin Rose? Because I want to make sure I get the right odds this time. Plus 1,800. Let's go. And I'm gonna, I'm picking, again, I'm picking uh, Terrell Hatton. And my liquid IV flavor for the week. Sorry, got to mention. Mmm. I went with uh, the Golden Cherry last week, and it wasn't bad. But I might switch it up this week. I'm going to go back to the OG. Well, the OG is Lemon Lime, but the second OG is Concord Grape. My flavor. Max, you're on the clock here, third overall. You got to get the British horns for next time because we just picked... uh... To if I use Sam Burns, oh boy, now you gotta make me go back to the docket. You gotta give me a minute here. 
You mean, did you burn Sam Burns? I'm pretty sure you did, actually, but just give me a minute. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Corey Connors. That's loud. You burned Corey Connors. Burns in the, well, that was the match play, so you're good. Corey Connors. All right. Corey Connors. The, the Canadian at the Canadian Open. That's right. Old pick. I'm feeling a vibe being down there in Detroit at the Grand Prix hydrating with uh, pina colada liquid IV. So I'm going to stick with the flavor. I looked across the river and um, Corey Connor said he's the guy. So that's where I'm going with for this weekend. We got a future future uh, Max right here when Corey Connors doesn't take the, the win this weekend. That's actually Brad <laughs> playing the trumpet too. That's what's crazy. Hey, just make the cut, Corey. Just make the cut. Brad, what are the odds from there? What are the what are the odds on Corbear? Uh, Bet three sixty five has him at plus seventeen hundred. Yeah, I got plus sixteen hundred. So either way, you can just put winner or team Pina Colada next to his name. See, I don't think so. I'm hard time believing that, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I did. I didn't win my bet this past weekend in the Grand Prix, so maybe we'll we'll make it up this weekend with Corey. I haven't sports bet in a while because I lost all my money. But yeah, uh, guest pick again. We'll get one. We got to get him before the podcast to announce him. But another week down. This is for regular points, uh, RBC Canadian Open, as it's not a major. Uh, just to recap, winner winner will get three points for taking first place. Um, and if you pick the guy that finishes the best out of these four, three, uh, which will be four golfers with the guest pick, that person will get two points. And if you make the cut, you will get one point. If you don't make the cut, you get zero points. Um, Jake would know something about getting zero points. Looks like he had to step away for a minute, so it's the roast Jake hour. Hey, if you want to just keep with that uh, sad tone um, in our other pool for picks for uh, last weekend, (laughs) I just looked at Cam's. uh, Cam, thank you for everything you're doing with this uh, other golf pool. Love the emails. You're super organized. Really appreciate it. Thought I picked John Rahm and I was looking like, where the heck is my pick? I burned Scotty Scheffler last weekend. Oh man, he almost uh, backed his way into a championship, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's nice to get third, so I got one point three on points. But Dude, he had a heater. Burned him. I burned him. He was on a heater Sunday. Yeah, I didn't even know till it was late. But yeah, he was only yeah he was tied for second. Well, yeah, tied for second. So that drops me down to thirteenth halfway through the year here. <laughs> That's too bad, huh? Yeah, back five spots already. Thirteenth, <laughs> the real bitch, huh? Two million points back. Damn, we're already approaching an hour here. That was that went by quick. 
chopping it up over here on cart rings, number 45. Do we want to do a quick little recap of our golf rounds with the little bit of time we have left just to touch on it? Let's go for it. All right. Let's go for it. Max, you had Golf League Friday. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. I did have Golf League Friday. Um, couples Golf League. We actually played with the young group. Um, so Steph's cousin and husband. Cousin's husband. Sorry, I should probably clarify that. Um, Steph's cousin and how does that work? <laughs> cousin and cousin's husband. My bad. Um, <laughs> we played great. Now, I, I, my short game which has been bad so far at the start of this year, actually was great on Friday. My drives weren't weren't there, but uh, Spencer was the one who was able to carry us for the team there. Stephanie was on point with her drives um, and getting us onto the green. We ended up shooting two under for, through nine, um, and I think that put us in the top 20 on, uh, on teams. So we had a, we had a great round. It's great to hear. Um, give me one second here. Top 20. Why is it the best horn? Oh, I was going to say, I was going to start doing the podcast like when I introduced Max for the golf round. Max, you played a golf round. How did it go? <laughs> I should start doing that. It's not more professional. won the ticket. All right. Now we're going to throw it over to Jake. Jake, you played a golf round this weekend as well. Tell us how that went. Went great, Brad. Went great. Felt good to be out there. You want the honest truth? I golfed great. So Friday, we played at Sylvan Glen. Um, we talked about starters already. Got a little bit of beef with the starter there already. We sh- Our tee time's 3.22. I show up at 3 o'clock, and you know, we're getting there, and he goes, what time are you guys? We're like, we're 3.22. He goes, all right, I got a big group behind you guys. Go ahead. You got the tee box. And I looked at him. I was like, I just, we got 20 minutes. I didn't come here expecting to have the tee off immediately. Guys rushing us onto the first tee box because they overbooked. A little bit of thumbs down for the management there. Nice course, though. Pretty decent course. Um, Driver was on point, finally. Everything's left side of the fairway. In the fairway or just outside on the rough. 160 yards in 160 yards till about 70 yards i'm struggling but 70 yards in it i'm on the money right now i was really excited about that i only three putted three times on 18 holes there i took second place that day thankfully out of a foursome and then um already texted you guys saturday i played again with another group of guys and uh Broke 90. Broke 90, Max. Well done. I love when I can break 90 playing best ball. All right, here we go. Meep. Here we go. <laughs> How did I know this was going? Yeah, we're really rooting for you there this year, Jake. And then I told you guys to go to hell, and you guys like, whoa, 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 whoa. No. Was that 80, 88 at Rambler Par 3? Actually, yeah, it was. But no. Did you um, only play, did you only play nine holes? <laughs> <laughs> No, I shot a fucking 80, what, 86? Yeah, so. I think you said 86. That's awesome, man. Well done. Who'd you play with? Joey. That's it? No, his buddy Vince and his buddy Tony. 
I'm going to have to verify the 86. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You probably put that on your fridge too, didn't you? No, I actually birdied twice. Um, par, par five, both par, uh, par five and par four, actually. Sorry. Then I birdied on Friday twice, par five and par four also. Um, what, what course? What, like the blue one? Northwest. North. Yeah, the blue one. All right. It's good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> well done, man. Way to break 90. It's only the beginning of the season, too. Yeah, I mean, good. thank you very much. Yeah, I'm, I got a lot of work to do, but I actually was very happy. My pace of play is way way up. I know we talked about it last week. Brad can attest to that, though. It is way up now. But just getting the shot consistency down, I just have to do a little more of that. But th- thankfully, it's... uh. It's finally starting to move in the right direction. What time did you play at Maple Lane? Um, so I worked in the morning. I think we teed off at twelve thirty-five. It was. Yeah, it was twelve thirty-five. Okay. Or twelve thirty-three. Pretty busy. Pretty busy out there. Uh for the beginning of the front, for the probably the first four holes of the front nine, it was, and then it opened up. Once we got to about the seventh hole, it, it was just. No shooting gallery. Oh, yeah. That's always the case. Max, your league's on Friday nights, right? Yeah, we're Friday night. Okay. Is it a big league? Yeah, there's um there's a wait list. I didn't know couples golf was a huge thing in Clarkston. Um, so like you gotta get your tea time. Like we're booked out for the next month. We reserved our spots. Um, some people that don't, they're on a wait list. So we go two two groups of four per hole. You play the front nine one week, then you play the back nine the next week. And um, yeah, it's it's a madhouse. There's a ton of people that are out there um, playing, which is cool, but also it makes you think about those bad shots. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's cool, though. They love their golf out in Clarkston. Yeah, the guy who runs, it's pretty cool. He does um, knowing that like, not everyone's going to be first, fifth, or tenth. So, like, every every first, first place, fifth, tenth, and then every five increments from there, you get paid out. So, if you're 15th, 20th, 25th, 30th, 35th, 40th, you uh, you can win money back. So, it makes it fun, and there's different game modes. So, like, um, Friday night, the rules were uh, men tee off on odd holes and only the ladies tee off on even holes. And you have to play each person's tee shot twice. Um, last the week before that was you have to play each person's tee shot twice, and everyone gets a mulligan. So it's like different rules just to help keep it fun, which what makes it kind of enjoyable for couples golf. Nice, that's yeah, it's good to hear. I've never done a never done a couples golf before, but sounds like they got it structured pretty well up there. Yeah, they got they got there's some there's some good ladies that are out there too. Oh, I'm sure. Hell I'm yeah. Sure be a part on the course. Um But uh Brad, I think you went and played this pack past weekend. Walk us through how it went. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of golf between going to the memorial and then yeah, I was back back Saturday night in time to get out to Canton Sunday morning for a 7.40 tee time at Pheasant Run, which is the first time I played out there. Hour drive from here, which 
I wasn't happy about it. 6.15 in the morning, but, you know. Whoa. Got to the course, driving through. It's like a whole, like, little neighborhood. They have, like, a church back there. I don't know, I don't know if it was a church, but it's a bunch of buildings. And, yeah, it was really nice. We went. They have... I think they have they have a, definitely have a oh, I can't remember. There's th- I think there's three different nine holes maybe. North, north, south, and west. Maybe I don't know. I think we played north and south. It's all it's a blur. But we played. Our matchup was. Uh, we both had zero handicaps, so it was an even matchup. So that was that was a good battle. We uh, we played okay. We finished even. Uh, the front, we let a couple get away and left some stuff on the table. But the first hole, I actually had to play solo because Dennis was a little bit late coming directly from work. So I teed off. Uh, I I kind of stalled as much as I could because he was he wasn't too far away. He made it before the before we even finished the first hole. But yeah, first hole, I piped one down the middle, chipped up. And the rule is in the league, if you play solo, you get one extra shot per hole. Um, so, like, if you mess up the drive, you can take another drive. Or if you mess up a putt, you can take another putt. And, you know. So, I took nice drive, chipped on, kind of on the fringe in the back. So, I was like, oh, I'll just putt it twice. And then, yeah, putt one, got the read, putt another one. It's kind of like a 15 foot putt for par, hit that. And we were good to go. So we both, we tied the first hole, <laughs> tied the first hole going solo against these guys. So that was pretty cool. Nice. No blood when the partner showed up. No, not at all. Not at all. It was good. Yeah, we finished, uh, we were actually finished on a heater. We birdied 17 and 18 to get back to even for the day. 17 was a par three. I hit one just below the hole over the, over this brush. And then uh, I think Dennis hit the birdie putt. And then this other one, 18, was a dog leg left. But you can cut the trees to get it like close to probably like 60, 70 yards from the hole. Dennis hit a nice one over the trees. And the other other two guys also hit a good one. Mine was a little more right. We chipped up. Mine was a little – it was on the green, but it was a far – it was probably like a th- – I don't even know. 20 to 30 foot putt and uh yeah i hit that for birdie to get us back to even so that was pretty hype it's a huge putt it was because that put us back that made us only lose by one stroke and that that won us those those last two birdies won us the back nine so lost the front won the back lost by one overall so it was it wasn't bad we were we were pretty consistent a lot of pars a couple bad bogeys left the birdie putt on the table but it was a good day it's a really nice course i would recommend it it was it was a little bit expensive 75 bucks but it was worth it was worth it rangers were nice um no issues with the tennis being late or anything so it was cool and they had one of the amateur qualifiers there after we were done really yeah they were setting up the table and stuff oh that's cool so yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it sounds like a good finish. Yeah, it was a hell of a finish. I mean, after after how we were playing, we were, we were scrambling a lot. 
and we save par, uh, a lot of big par saves. So we're actually, before this last week, somehow we were in second place. Woo-wee. There we go. So, yeah, hopefully we get a skin on one of the birdies we had. That 18 might be a skin. I'm not sure. We'll find out soon. That's awesome. Yeah, we're tracking to uh, tracking it. Maybe be a little top three finish here. It just depends. Hell yeah, I love it. Um, Jake, I was going to ask you. I got caught up in you in you breaking ninety and in the excitement of that. But uh, I haven't played Sylvan Glen in a couple of years. Uh, not since I broke eighty at Sylvan Glen. Um, when I <clears throat> When I played it last, they had just redone the cream, so they were going to be a lot faster. Um, but wanted to hear, since you went out and played it on Friday, how were the conditions of the course? Did it feel different from what they had done, say, three years ago? I know it's the same layout, but like, were the greens still quick? Kind of like where you would see it in like a semi-private. They tried to make them fast. When I was talking to the pro, they were trying to make them faster, so it'd be more of a more of a challenge and, and similar to like your semi-private and private courses. Did you feel that on the greens or was they were they still kind of slower like your normal um, public courses? They were tough. They actually were very tough. Um, I don't even know if I want to just say the speed. It was more of just the pin placement. It was very strategic. Like you didn't really have much room for error. They were... I'll put it this way. If you go there and play, just realize your practice green is going to be completely different than your real greens. Your practice green was very slow. And then once you got on the course, those the greens that you're playing on were quick, very quick. Um, so that was the big adjustment you had to make. The okay. pin placement was tough, though, because, you know, their, green, their greens are pretty decent size there. You got some ridges and stuff and everything in between. I think that's what made it the toughest that day. I mean, I'm sure it's like that any other day. But... Um, it wasn't, it was in good condition when I was there. Uh, fairways were in great condition. Rough was in great condition. I know that just cause I hit in the rough a lot, but, um, it's not the best course in the world, but for the amount of money that they ask you to pay, I, it's well worth the money. Greens are tough, not crazy, but you really do have to adjust your speed more frequently than say a moderate course, just because every angle changes how much you have to hit it. I know that sounds like a very broad statement, but it's more drastic of a change just because of, I mean, is, is the right word to say how, how hard the greens are rolled now that makes them faster. Cause that's, that's what it seemed like compared to when I played there before. Like you would, you would tap the putt. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And it depends a lot on how long the grass is too, and if it's if it's like I feel like if it's a shorter if it's cut shorter the greens get harder or if if it's not watered enough then it will be hard as a rock. That might have something to do with it, just because I did also go on one of the driest two week spans we've had in Michigan in a while. But I'll just say yeah, it's exactly. like a, a three foot putt. It it was it was a little bit of a mind game, just because you would tap it one way and it would barely make it to the hole and you go the other way and you barely touch it and it's sprinting past the hole. It's they've done a really good job there. It's definitely challenging. It's not that, like I said, it's not the best course I ever played, but it's in good condition. Greens were nice. They're fast. Um, I think there was only one green that was in rough shape 
But I mean, you have to expect that at any course, unless it's a country club. Was it um, on the back? Was it 14? No, no, I do remember that much. It wasn't on the back. It was on the front. I couldn't tell you what number it was, but it looked like it looked like the surface of Mars. It needed some water. Um, so Is I don't know. Four? Yes. And I can't remember what hole it was. Probably three, three hits on all day. It might. I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you. I forget. Um, other than that, no complaints. Just typical stuff. People not fixing their divots, but that's not the course's fault. Greens are quick, fun course. I liked it. Some of those part threes are difficult there, especially with the pin placement. There's like I think it's like number thirteen or fourteen on the back. Um, it's like a hundred and eighty yard par three. Yeah, sixteen to hundred and sixty yards to clear the bunker. It's the one in the shade before you start coming back. I want to say that's it. There's one that's your your tee box is uphill a little bit, but your green also slopes down, so you got no room to oh, be yeah, short. Yeah, it is 16. Then you got no room to be short, but you also have to be careful going long because if you hit that green wrong, it's going to fly right off. So, um, all in all, I'll give that course a six out of ten right now. Seven out of ten. Six to seven out of ten right now. That's a big gap. Say six point five out of ten. Give it a six seven five. I don't want to rob them because it's not like I didn't enjoy the course. I'm just saying I've played nicer courses. So for a bang for your buck, I would play there. Great course, better than Maple. How much was it? How much was it? Fifty bucks. No, it was only forty two bucks. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they like it wasn't one of the like Glacier Club when we went there. That was a rip off. Um, Sixty bucks. That was that was ridiculous. Usually, Sylvan like Sylvan charges a lot more. I'm surprised it's only forty two. Yes, Sylvan's usually like fifty fifty five bucks, which is yeah. like dude, you can't be charging that price for that course. <laughs> yeah. Glacier Club, Glacier Glacier charges that price because they're in the same area and they're competing with like Greystone, so they think they can charge no that Gla- same price. Not even Gla- close. Glacier used to be forty to forty five. I found out, unfortunately, I think Glacier's going out of business. They lost their liquor license. I mean, the extra money to pay for all the damaged houses that are yeah. sitting in the fairways of the courses. Gla- the course. We used to be able to golf Glacier for like 40 to 45 bucks, and now they're 60 bucks. Um, I mean, it's a nice course. I like Glacier, but I mean, it's not 60 it was bucks. Also, it was also like a Saturday morning, so. I don't like Glacier. Same. Same, I hate it. I don't want to play there ever again. I don't mind all right, it. All right. I don't. All I right, don't. Well. I just don't like how tight it is. Exactly. It, it's exactly. unnecessarily tight. Like yeah, you're just I mean, asking no, to I understand. And risk yourself hitting a house, and the people yeah, that are living there. It's happened so many times that they're just all jerks, and so they're just waiting for you to get close so they can talk to you. I listen. Open invite to anybody who lives on Glacier Club. If your house gets hit and you want to come out and say something, I'm just going to tell you the same thing that you should have been told a long time ago. You bought a house on a golf course. Shut the hell up. Like, what that's you coming think was from gonna... uh, the housing. Coming industry, from Sli- so. Slicey McGee. I'm a yeah. real estate agent too. You bought a house on a golf course. That's <laughs> if I was your agent and you were buying this, I'd be like, listen, it's a beautiful house. You're on the course. I love it, but there's a good chance you're going to get hit with golf balls here. So you have to be okay with that. Those people that want to sit out there and bitch, move. Bye bye. If, if you live on Glacier Club, let us know. We'll get you. Uh, we'll get you an interview on the podcast. Yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback. 
Yeah, sorry. What I said was a little harsh, but stop complaining when you get hit with balls. You knew that when you bought no. your house. No, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. Hottest realtor in the nation right here. I hate those people that do that. Like, it won't even be their house. It'll be like three doors down. And then they open their screen door and stand <laughs> on the porch with their hands on their hips. Yeah. Like, what? What do you want? You back up to the fairway. You just wave at them and smile. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Like you, just didn't hit, you just didn't hit somebody's house. Shout out, Brad. Uh, I never did anything like that in my life. <laughs> anyway, we're going to wrap it up here on... Uh, Car Tricks episode number 45. One more thing to mention is hats are ordered. Car Tricks hats are ordered, and they will be coming in hopefully within a week or so. Let's go. Car Tricks hats. We already got a bunch on pre-order ready to send out. And, uh, yeah, working on getting everything up and running for the website, too, so we can get them available as well online to make it streamlined and easier for you people out there to grab a hat. So, Wait on that. It'll be coming. Jake's working hard on it. And yeah, Cartring's hats coming at you. In the meantime, if you do want one, what do they got to do, Brad? They just got to send us a direct message on uh, Instagram and we can work out some details from there. Um, But yes, they are available. If you do want to get one before everything's launched, because it might take... uh, a little bit before some of the paperwork is filed and a couple, uh, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies type things happen. So yeah, hit us up on, uh, best ways, Instagram DM and we'll make it work. Cross the T's dot your eyes. I don't know. Something like that. And then coming yeah. soon, they will be available on the website, but for now, shoot a DM, tell us you love to kiss babies and we'll go from there. We're going to be shaking babies and kissing hands, all right? Let's go. <laughs> In your Cartrinks hat, so it works out. Cartrinks episode number 45. That's a wrap. We'll see you later. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.